Hello and welcome to the Evolve with Chelsea podcast. I am bloody excited to have you here. Now, I work with women to help them ditch fad diets, ditch the all or nothing thinking, ditch the freaking scales so that they can find their own approach to health and fitness and creating a lifestyle that they feel happy, healthy and confident with. Now, if you're interested in joining the next intake of Evolve in 6, which is my six-week program to help rewire your mindset, lifestyle and habits so that ultimately you can take back your bloody confidence you can be put on the right path to achieving your weight loss goals and you can create the life that you freaking want then just click the show notes below the link is attached with all the information Um, but I hope you enjoy this episode hello ladies and welcome to this week's check-in I'm really excited to get uh, stuck into this and run through a couple of wins the struggles and just make sure that you feel, you know, on track and supported as much as possible and all your questions have been answered. So let's get cracking. There's a couple of things that I just wanted to um, have a chat about. Last night we did our first community catch-up call, um, which was pretty cool. Now in that catch-up call, um, a lot of the conversation was probably based around like training. So if you weren't able to make it I did record it I've actually set up a little folder in your app and it's called community catch-ups that's got a direct link to like it'll have the direct link to all the community kind of um catch-up videos so you know if you weren't able to make it make sure that you um have a watch of that one and also as I said in there we are gonna um, do them every two weeks I haven't set a particular day or time because you know when that fortnightly um, week rolls around what I'll do is I'll chuck a poll on the group and we'll try and do it on a day and a time where you know most people can attend but I will always record them Um, and it's just like another opportunity for us to like get to know each other put a face to the name um, and just a little bit more extra support where you can ask me questions on the go um, and I'll also you know be talking about a specific topic um, each time we jump on that call that I think you know would be handy for you to know a little bit more about. Um, I think something that I wanted to touch on is that we all know that January was a shit month like in the UK it's I don't know what it is I don't know if it's the fact that like we've kind of having a bit of a come down after Christmas and all the festivities um, the weather I guess and not really much happens in January nor Feb. Um, But I know a lot of you have been feeling a bit down in the slumps. I know for a fact I bloody well have, like, honestly. I don't know if it's just because, like, I was able to ride that wave since coming back or if it is February, but freaking hell, I feel so much better, eh? And I don't know if it's suddenly because it's February or what, or we know that we're kind of going in hopefully to the lighter days. but my mood's definitely changed. So if you've been struggling with your mood and your energy levels and everything like that in January, don't feel alone because I think a lot of us are actually experiencing um, the same things and all you can do is ride the wave and we just got to look at the positive. We are heading towards warmer, hopefully, and lighter days here in the UK. Um, For anyone who's living in Australia, I am absolutely jealous of you, although my where my family's from, they're apparently going to bloody have a um, another cyclone coming up in North Queensland. So do you know what? Like that's two cyclones in, you know, four weeks. So I got out of there when I, well, it, it, it at a good time by the looks, but otherwise I might have been still stuck there. Who knows? Um, but January's done. Let's just freaking 
roll it under the car roll it under the carpet let's just like sweep it away forget january we're in february now hopefully our mood and our energy is going to be a hell of a lot better for this month and going forward so let's make shit happen um on top of this there is also a few of you who have been unwell and repeatedly unwell and let me tell you that must be pretty freaking shit especially when obviously you're feeling a bit rough and then you think you're kind of getting over the worst of it but then it just knocks you down again um again don't know whether it's like the colder days etc um but i think one thing that you know you, you should be focusing on like if you are unwell like that is a sign that there's something not completely right in your body okay so what i don't want you doing is freaking trying to like push through you know and do all your workouts and get all your steps and like stick to your calorie deficit and you know tick everything off like because ultimately your body's trying to tell you in some way or another to slow the hell down and if you're ignoring that sign um whilst you know you're, you're ill and you're not 100 percent, and you're still trying to put all this other shit on you know on yourself like responsibilities then you're only going to prolong that sickness or that illness so my best advice when you are ill is literally surrender to it you're ill okay personally if i was ill uh, and had the flu or you know when i did have covid etc i did nothing <laughs> i didn't work out i probably didn't get that many steps although you know getting out into fresh air is good um and you know sometimes maybe you're eating comfort food because you're not feeling 100 percent but what I did is I just kind of took it as a, a break because ultimately you're allowed to have a break from training and from ticking off your habits and everything like that. And I just focused on like resting, recovering, um, you know, allowing my body that time to, you know, hopefully fight off the infection uh, or the virus or whatever you may be experiencing. Like when I was unwell, that's what I focused on. I didn't give a shit about my workouts and that because ultimately, again, you know, this is this is a lifestyle. So it's not like, you know, because you miss a week or two of workouts completely out of your control because you're ill. Mind, like, let's just say that it's completely out of control. Like you don't, it's not going to ruin all your progress. Yeah, you know that your workouts make you feel better and it's good for your mental health. But at the end of the day, like, if you can't control being ill, which you can't because it just pops up, like there's not much you can do and putting extra stress on the body when it's already clearly in a stress state because it's unwell is only going to make things worse. And like I said earlier, like prolong your sickness and kind of, um, you know, unfortunately, the more stress you place on the body, the longer you will be ill, the longer you'll feel shit. So my best advice is for anyone who's obviously feeling a bit unwell at the moment is just literally take just strip it back, strip it back. I know I always say this, but it's so important, you know, focus on like, you know, getting water in. If you want to go out for a daily walk, focus on that. But like, you know, don't think that you have to get those workouts in because, you know, you've set yourself a target of three every week. Like take a break, allow your body time to recover because if you don't, it's going to stop. Do you know what I mean? In this, this sickness is going to hang around for a, a lot longer than you want it to. And then you're going to be dipping in and out of your workouts, dipping in and out of your nutrition, dipping in and out of your habits for a lot longer. Whereas if you just gave yourself that week or two to just completely dial it down and relax, your body will have a better chance at fighting that off, hopefully, so that it's completely gone and then you can get back into the swing of things. So I thought... I would mention that. Um, and lastly, um, I haven't forgotten about recording uh, this podcast, one, you know, on a topic that Haley actually um, recommended. And it's about, 
you know, the key nuggets of like information or advice that have stuck with me. Um, and that one I'm going to record this weekend, hopefully. And that's just going to be about like, I guess the, the things that I remind myself or kind of live by um, that, you know, throughout my own journey in terms of like navigating life, you know, trying to work on my health and fitness goals, but also, you know, professionally as well. Um, I'm quite excited to record that one for you guys because, you know, when I read that message, I was like, I already like, I already know like the four or five things that are constantly just in the back of my mind that help me get through the chaos of life. So um, haven't forgotten about it and we'll absolutely be recording that one this week for you and I will obviously chuck it in the group and let you know when I have done that and hopefully those little nuggets of advice um, will also help you as well. Um, so yeah, right, let's get stuck into a couple of the wins slash I wanted to like kind of mention the the proud of moments that, you know, I ask you guys in your check-ins, okay? So first we have Katie, despite the temptations and the dodgy Saturday, there was no all or nothing thinking. I controlled what I could and did not give up. That's freaking amazing. How good is it when your mindsets change like this? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like not that dichotomous thinking, like, you know, shit happens, you have a bit of a wobble and then you know what, you get up the next day and shit, like life goes on. You know, nothing tremendously bad has happened when you have a bit of a a wobble on a Saturday or eat a little bit too much. Like you wake up, you're alive, you're fine. That's great. All right. What can we do next? So well done, Katie. Uh, We have Liz Beams realizing how far I've come and how much my mindset has changed. Loving like the mindset wins because honestly, the the I think the way that you can be successful at whether you have a weight loss goal or just generally trying to create your own routine and approach to health and fitness that you can stick to the reason that you'll be successful is that is when you change your mindset first okay because you can do all the habits you can do all the workouts you can do all the steps do you know what i mean you can stick to your calorie deficit but when but if your mindset doesn't change around, you know, always pinpointing your self-worth to the scales, um, you know, if you have a bit of a high calorie weekend, coming away from the idea that you've ruined everything, you know, coming away from perfectionism, like if if you don't change your mindset around those things, then you may be able to get short-term results. But in my personal opinion, you will not get long-term results. So the fact that both of these women have had, have had massive mindset shifts, I think is truly incredible. And it's definitely one that, you know, you ladies really need to celebrate and be proud of yourself for okay we have kelly showing up for myself even if it was just in a small way and making things manageable for myself so i was still able to do them as i said last night as i always say showing up can look different every single day some days it's 100 percent. some days it's 20 percent. it doesn't freaking matter and uh, let me just say one thing though some days you may not show up for yourself i know there's days that i don't show up for myself but then that's not every day. Do you know what I mean? And you're allowed to have those days that, you know, you just don't do anything. You don't show up for yourself. And it's, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's actually quite normal. But, you know, generally speaking is that every day we do just want to try and show up in some degree, Um, you know, whether that's simply just going out for five minutes, whether that's drinking, you know, a few glasses of water, like the smallest little things that can make you feel um, in control of like, the decisions and like you're moving in the right direction um it doesn't matter how you show up 100 percent, 20 percent, it all freaking counts okay something's always better than nothing i freaking love that saying as you guys know um and just 
yeah, making things manageable for yourself because at the end of the day, this is your journey. This is no one else's journey. So trying to live up to other people's expectations or targets or whatever, or, you know, hitting four workouts because this person did is stupid because if it doesn't suit your lifestyle, if you can't fit it in with all the other responsibilities you have as an individual, then you you won't tick it off. You know what I mean? And that's just going to send you into a bit of a guilt cycle and you know, that's when we start letting things slip. So, you know, making things manageable for yourself, setting those realistic expectations for you and your own life and your own journey is absolutely key here. And I also just wanted to mention that Kelly got accepted into uni, which I think you should be so freaking proud of, Kel, honestly. Um, And I just wanted to mention in your check-in, you obviously um, jotted down like the plan of attack that of the things that you needed to do. Um, If you got accepted, well, you got accepted. So now it's time to put those plans into action and I expect to hear about them. We have Fiona getting up early to do a workout before walking the dog now fee obviously went for a 50th um it looked like you had a freaking ball eh like and i'm so so happy to hear that you absolutely did you enjoyed yourself there was no guilt around it obviously it's a bit unfortunate that you bloody you know came back and you were feeling ill but i'm hoping you know that's kind of like just a 24-hour thing and that's gonna pass for you um but yeah you honestly deserve that bloody amazing 50th birthday that your mates organized for you um and you looked incredible as well so and to, and um you also bloody did a run as well while you're on there and then one day you did 20,000 steps like I think yeah it looked fun I hope you had the best time because you bloody well deserve it right I'm, I just went through a few of like the wins or proud of moments obviously there's um I everyone had a win this week um but I thought we'll keep it short simple um, so that I can get onto the struggles and help you guys through um, the the elements that came up this week. And yeah, right. Let's start with this. So um, struggle number one, oh, <laughs> feeling annoyed with my own stupidity with how I gave myself the bump on the head and it's knock on effect in that the three workouts I had planned didn't happen. Although I maybe could have pushed myself, I just didn't feel I had it in me this week. I mean, you know, I this isn't funny but it's just something so silly that happens at home and you just kind of think like what is the chances of that and what's the chances of knocking my head that much and a bloody gave me a little bump um at the end of the day and we spoke about this on the zoom last night like it you just listen to your body okay if you're not feeling like 100% right and I think you ladies know right when you're like the thinking process around whether or not you should work out is due to um, motivation or just not feeling like it or is because you are feeling mentally and physically drained i think you'd know in your body that when when it's one or the other okay um but in terms of this obviously you know you just didn't feel a hundred percent right uh the fact you couldn't get all three workouts done isn't bloody the end of the world at all and also like just given that you did bump your head i'd rather you be safe than sorry um and you know just listening to your body and understanding like kind of where you're at and what you feel you should do and also like at the end of the day, you have to feel comfortable with it do you know what I mean like if you knocked your head and you know you, you just weren't 100% comfortable with pushing yourself in the gym and lifting weights etc that's absolutely fine because you don't want to go into a session worried um that something might happen or that you know I don't know you might drop a weight or whatever it is um because 
that might increase your chances of something actually happening, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. So um, it's really not the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? You hit your head. You'd rather be safer than sorry. And at the end of the day, it's a brand new week now and you can try and get your three workouts out in this week if you, you know, really wanted to kind of like make a conscious effort to get those in. Um, But honestly, shit happens. That's all you can do, really. So next one. Tiredness was my main struggle this week. Um, The kid has been up waking up several times during the night, so I've had a lot of broken sleep. I know that tiredness can make you feel more hungry, so I was mindful about snacking and making sure my meals were filling. Well, you've like the thing is is that obviously you're recognizing what can happen when um, we are tired, when we do lack sleep, because that is the case, you know. Um, When we are tired or you don't get much sleep, and this is why sleep is so, so important, not from like just a recovery point of view, because remember when you sleep, that's when you're giving your body time to rest and recover. So this is also like for any of the ladies who are not feeling 100%, who haven't been well, like you need to give yourself enough time to recover or you need to make sure that you're prioritizing sleep because that is ultimately when your body will be able to rest and hopefully you know kind of rejuvenate itself so that is why sleep is also really important um and when we don't get enough sleep that's when you're like it's highly likely that you'll be more susceptible to like getting sick getting ill so I just wanted to kind of bang on about that first of all. But yeah, you are right. When you are tired, um, what happens is our hunger hormone and our satiety hormone, um, they pretty much go haywire. So your hunger hormone increases and the hormone that um, kind of regulates your hunger, your satiety hormone decreases. So often you may not necessarily be hungry. And I know I often feel like this, like maybe 5, 6 p.m., like after a really big day or i.e. if I've gone out on Saturday night and I'm lacking in sleep, like I will be absolutely ravenous despite having potentially regular meals. Um, So I think it's always handy to have little, you know, either snacks in your cupboard or, um, you know, freezer meals or things in the fridge. Um, If you are someone who finds that your sleep can be quite disrupted throughout the week, especially if you have young children, um, But I know like from what you've said here, you said that you were mindful about snacking, making sure your meals were filling. And again, it's one of those things like, you know, some nights I'm sure maybe your sleep's bloody great and this is not a struggle you have to worry about. Um, And then other nights it's not. But I think the fact that you're educated enough now to recognize when you are tired, this is what happens. So this is what I'm going to do. Like, I think that's as much as obviously you were tired and that's a bit of a struggle. This, um, what you've written in your check-in, I think in my eyes is a little bit of a whim because you've, you've paused, you've reflected, you know now what happens when you're tired. So you've ultimately, um, you know, dug into your little toolbox to make sure that you're still making those mindful decisions and you're putting like little strategies in place to make sure that despite being tired, you're still going to hit your nutritional goals. So um, you've done the right thing here with being mindful about it. And that's all you can really do. And then some days, like I always say, you may not make full decisions, but at least you have this knowledge in your head and you have the tools in your toolbox to be able to, you know, ref, you know, put in these strategies or make these more mindful decisions. Another struggle, this weekend didn't go to plan nutritionally, particularly Saturday. 
I don't know what went wrong. My breakfast was okay and was so and so was my evening meal. I'm not sure what happened in between. Um, so first of all, I just had a look in the app and um, I couldn't quite. There, there's no like tracking information, so I wasn't sure if you had put it in on Saturday. But if you want to put in the group what you had on Saturday, um, and also just give me a bit more context into ter- in terms of like you said something went wrong okay well what went wrong it was it like snacking that went wrong that you felt like maybe you overate um because I'm, I'm not quite sure in terms of what context you feel this went wrong but if you pop it in the group um and also like maybe put a screenshot in or jot down what food you ate throughout the day um and why you thought Saturday went wrong then I'll be able to help you a little bit more because at the moment I just don't really know kind of what context we're talking in here um and like what did you have for breakfast what did you have for dinner what did you have in between um and then I can help you a bit more so sorry that I can't really answer that particular question on here but if you just chuck some info in the whatsapp group then I will 100% be able to help you with that um but you know again it's a Saturday okay like um maybe nothing did go wrong maybe you just had a you know had a little bit more of an indulgent meal that you're then you're normally um used to but remembering that like in terms of calories and weight loss like even if you go over your calories one day of the week you know even if it's by just say 500 calories that doesn't mean you're not going to be losing weight like you'll still be in a calorie deficit obviously if you're going over your calories every single day one it's either going to take you out of a calorie deficit or two it's going to minimize the calorie deficit which means your weight loss progress will slow down but just because we overeat or go over our calories on one or two days um, does not mean it's going to completely stop the weight loss process altogether because ultimately when we look at calories and we look at a calorie deficit and this is why i bang on so much to you ladies is like it's not you don't lose weight in one day I know you jump on the scales right and you'll weigh yourself and you'll see fluctuations every day and you think oh yes I've lost half a pound today it's that is not like one fluctuations in scale weight happen all the time so it's not a true reflection of you actually losing fat um but ultimately in terms of weight loss and fat loss like you lose weight or fat over time by being consistently in a calorie deficit I'm talking you know three four six twelve weeks so you know having a high calorie day one day a week isn't going to allow you to put on fat gain and I've spoke about this before but in order to gain one pound of fat you would need to eat seven so just for example um, let's just say your calorie targets 1500 per day right you would need to eat 7,000 calories on top of your 15, 7,000 7, calories over the course of the week on top of your 1,500 calorie target every single day to put on one pound of fat, okay? So like it's actually a lot harder to put on fat than you actually realize. And every time you jump on that scales, just because the scales may say it's gone up, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is fat gain. It could be water retention. You know, the the hormones in our body make our um, bloody scale weight fluctuate all the time. Like there's so many different things. Is there still food in your digestive tract? You know, are you stressed? Have you had enough sleep? There's so many things that impact that scale weight in terms of fluctuations. Um, and I just kind of wanted to remind you of that because I don't think we've, we've spoken about that um, in our recent uh, check-ins. But in terms of this particular struggle and this particular person, um, yeah, chuck it in the group. 
Let me know like what you actually ate on that day, why you thought it went wrong, what went wrong, and then I can give you a bit more advice um, specific to that, okay? Next one, PMS, I hate it. Bloody takes over my brain for a week where I'm not as resilient and positive. I hear you here. And do you know what? I struggle with this a hell of a lot. Like probably about two weeks ago, I mean, on top of obviously feeling a bit emotional from being home, I felt my absolute worst mentally. I was just in a freaking hole. I'll be really honest with you. It was really bad. Like I just felt like crying every single day. Obviously, that's probably on top of my bloody, um, you know, coming, coming home and getting back into the swing of things. And I think that's what contributed to my emotional roller coaster. Um, and this is the thing. It's something we cannot control as females. It's annoying. But I think the sooner we accept that one week of the month, potentially, our mood, our energy, our resilience is going to dip, then I think the more we can start um, showing ourselves a bit more compassion when it does and, you know, um, just being kinder to ourselves when we do. Like when I was going through that, you know, emotional roller coaster, like I wake up every day feeling very emotional, quite sad, but then at the same time I would wake up and remind myself that I just have to ride this wave because it won't last forever. I know that next week I will feel different um and it also meant like when you when you're going or having these pms symptoms etc like um these are the times that you do still need to show up for yourself and you do still need to do the things that make you feel good i did not want to train at all this week but at the end of the day i knew that if i didn't train i'd feel worse but also i'm like well i'm not gonna let freaking pms and you know my bloody hormones get in the way of trying to make myself feel that little bit better because I know when I get to the gym and when I do a workout, it is going to improve my mood. It is going to improve my energy. And at the moment, that those two are lacking and I need to take action and I need to do something to, you know, increase that or try and help myself. And I think, you know, we can get very caught up in our own heads and it's completely normal. And I, I speak from my own kind of experience as well, get very caught up in our own heads when we're going through these dips in motivation or these dips in our energy and mood. And at the end of the day, it is our own responsibility to do something about it. I'm not saying every day is going to be a bloody breeze because we know it's not, but it's your responsibility to take care of yourself. It's your responsibility to take action, even when you don't want to, because if you don't, you can sit and like, I, you know, this is, this is like, I'm talking to myself as well here. Like, I can sit and wallow in how I feel and my energy and my mood and I can feel shit and, you know, the world's fucking a horrible place. Or I can go and do one thing on that day to try and break free of this mood that I'm currently in. Because personally for me, I don't want to spend seven days every day feeling like shit, suffering from those PMS symptoms. So what I do is I take action. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to work out, but I'm going to do it because I also don't want to feel shit for the rest of the day. And I think that also comes down to like, and this is probably not just in terms of like, you know, if you do suffer with PMS, but at just general fluctuations in your immune energy, like you have to choose your hard sometimes. Both things are hard, but what's fucking harder? Like, do you know what I mean? It's hard to get motivation to get up and go for a walk outside when you cannot be bothered, your energy's not there, you know, your mood's dipping. It's hard to force yourself to get up and go to the gym when, you know, you feel like having a cry. It is hard, 
But what's harder is not doing any of those things and then probably feeling even worse on top of how you're already feeling because you know that doing those things will make you feel better, but you're not showing up for yourself. And it's all, you know, reminding yourself of choosing your hard. So like, it's not easy. And I can say that because I completely, like I experience it every month. I experienced it a few weeks ago, but I took action. I took responsibility for how I wanted to feel. And I, you know, went out and I worked out despite not wanting to. I didn't want to eat the food that I planned, but I also knew that, you know, I wanted to feel my body because it would make me feel better. I got out for a walk every day because, you know, I needed to clear my head. And I honestly think getting out for a walk in nature really does boost your energy and really does boost your mood. It's weird for me. Like I, I, I appreciate it a hell of a lot more now. It just puts things into perspective. And sometimes when I'm getting in my own head and feeling freaking overwhelmed and, you know, I'm very emotional, I actually just take a break from everything and I go for a walk. And honestly, like I feel so much better when I come back. Obviously, it doesn't solve all your freaking problems. Let's be realistic. But it, it allows you that space to just kind of get out of your own head come away from that overwhelm and that freaking mood, low mood that you're in. And I think sometimes taking a step back and creating that space just to give your your own head a bit of like stop it from just constantly overthinking and creating these stories is super important um, and is going to help you kind of ride that wave of emotions and help you get out of that dip. Um, so in terms of that one, um, I use a tracking app um, to track my menstrual cycle because it allows me to kind of know like if I'm starting to feel a certain way or I'm starving, which is always the case, like now that I'm very aware of what goes on my body and how the menstrual cycle works, like if I'm freaking ravenous one week, I'm like, what the hell is going on with me? And I'm like, oh, actually, I must be coming on to my period. I check the app and, you know, I can see that. And then it kind of makes me feel better because I'm like, oh, okay, this is why I'm hungry. Because when you know the reason behind why something's, you know, going on in your body, you kind of can be a bit more okay with it and accept it. And also, again, show yourself that compassion instead of thinking, what the hell is wrong with me? And lastly, just in terms of that um, PMS one, on the weeks that you get your period right, you can, you have two options here. One, you can take yourself up to maintenance calories. So giving yourself an extra three to 500 calories like every single day if you want to. Because as I said before, remember just because you got like going up to maintenance calories, you're not going to put on weight. And let's be honest, you're probably not going to like eat your maintenance calories every single day anyway. So that is an option if you find that you're quite hungry um, and it, just allowing yourself that like range or um, like to play with takes so much pressure off and it removes so much of the guilt that you may feel when you go over your calories um, when you have a weight loss goal. Alternatively, um, if you're feeling extra hungry one day, Go up your calories by 200 calories, up your calories by 300 calories. Remember, you just because you have 300 extra calories than the calorie deficit you're trying to stick to, you're not putting on weight overnight because you don't put on weight overnight. You lose weight by being consistently in a calorie deficit over a period of time, okay? And when we look at calorie deficits and how much weight you can lose, etc., we look on a weekly average. So those are my two probably um, bits of advice. But lastly, you need to ride the wave. You need to take responsibility for how you're feeling and how you want to feel. Uh, and, you, and you do have to do things despite not being motivated or despite being in a little bit of that low mood. So that ultimately that can make you feel 1% better. And then it kind of just like sets a tone and hopefully like encourages you to keep doing those things that make you feel good.
Right, next one. Um, this is in regards to uh, the kids have been constantly at each other lately and we have been shouting lots too, trying to introduce some fun family activities to help us all. Um, joined a 30-day free hang challenge and all of us, including the 8-year-old and 3-year-old, are doing it. Meditations at night to calm everyone and clear the mind. I love this, hey. Like, I think if I ever... I couldn't, I mean, I guess my parents come from a different time. They would never, I don't even know if they really know what this shit is, to be honest. Um, I could never once imagine them doing that. And honestly, I feel like if they had, then maybe things would have, our home life would have been a hell of a lot different. But I think you need to bloody give yourself credit as a mother because you are going above and beyond to try and like create the, like this safe space for your children and for your, like at your home, like, you know, create that really healthy relationship with them where they can you know express their feelings and um teaching them these really beneficial habits at such an early age I think is going to massively improve you know the quality of their life as they grow up and I think like I know we've had a few conversations in the group but you do need to give yourself more credit because like my my parents wouldn't have done this do you know what I mean? Like this, you're really going out of your way to try and like look at solutions to what's going on in the house and how you can help your family. And I think that's something that you really need to be proud of um, because one, you're recognizing what's going on, but you're not just like recognizing what's going on. You're you're trying to find solutions for like to, to better your family and to better everyone's mental health and to better the relationships you have with your children. So I kind of just wanted to acknowledge that because, you know, I there might be a lot of parents out there that, you know, don't think of trying these different things for very different, various different reasons. And, you know, that's fine. But the fact that you're literally going out of your way so much to try and, you know, just make your, your home um, the safe space for your children and where everybody is happy and calm, I think, yeah, it's something you should be really proud of. So um, I just wanted to acknowledge that first. Uh, but in saying that, um, on the bottom of it said it's hard to get to the gym and leave the house if they are in a mountain. Completely get that. And I think that's just, you know, the life of a parent and trying to juggle everything and trying to look after yourself whilst also look up, looking after your children and, you know, looking after your mental health and working and having a social life. Like it is freaking hard. You've got a lot of shit on your plate. Um and there will be times where you, obviously you can't just leave if they're having a bloody meltdown like that you just it's impossible but what i would say here is like do you think potentially like on those nights that maybe you know there is a lot more going on at home could you opt for you know the dumbbell workouts that we have in the app like they're about 30 minutes including war, uh, cool, uh, including warm up and cool down um so you know i've designed them specifically for the reason that you know anyone training from home like they get in, they get out and it's it's absolutely just done within 30 minutes. I think kind of knowing that it's 30 minutes and then it's done, like it well, doesn't make it easier, easier, but mentally, you know, if I you were training for an hour at home, you might be less likely to do it. But I think here maybe an option would be to do the dumbbell workouts, even if it's just half a workout, like 15 minutes of movement does wonders for you. Um, so that could be an option for you. And I guess it depends on like, you know, obviously you'll have to, you have to settle the children down, et cetera. 
but you need to decompress as well probably after all that and it might be the last thing you kind of feel like doing you know after it has been chaotic at home but I think having the option to say right I am going to go do a workout because I want to channel my energy and potentially channel my stress into this because I know that I need to decompress and after it I will feel better um opting for those dumbbell workouts could be something that you can kind of incorporate on those more chaotic days where you cannot get to the gym right next one sleep this weekend about four hours each night I mean you had a brilliant weekend and I don't know I've got my friend's hand doing 30th in on the in July I don't know how I'm gonna do it honestly four days or three days or something I, I don't know how I'm gonna do it like for me, sleep is everything now. Like uh, as soon as I wake up, if my eyes are a bit stingy, I'm like, fucking hell, the day is going to be tough. Um, but you had the best weekend, which is awesome. Um, and it's just one of those things, you know, it's it doesn't always happen. You lived your life as much as you could on the weekend. Yeah, you only got four hours sleep. But also, I think I mentioned earlier, you walked over 20,000 steps one day and 10,000 on the other. You ran twice. You did two workouts in netball last week. So everything was good apart from your sleep. So well done. And I'm just happy to hear that you bloody enjoyed yourself, um, you know, whilst you're away. Right. Next little one. Okay. So there's been a few knockbacks uh, with my health, with various things going on. I was doing well. However, um, my something to do with the period came, set me back. Suddenly this month, I ended up... Um, going to hospital over the weekend this has set me back completely I was losing weight and now it's stopped due to my mind being lost and upset over my health um I need help to get back on track okay so like I think first like with this like this is something you had no control over okay and again I I did speak about it earlier but like when things go on in our body like you know if we get strange periods or we get sick or um you know maybe potentially we get an injury or something that's normally a sign something is going on like bigger than just that kind of technically surface level problem if that makes sense um so like first of all it's about recognizing like what is your lifestyle like at the moment like what are the habits like is work fucking stressful are you coming home every night like just not enjoying it anymore, not getting any sleep, not having any time to look after yourself or do anything for yourself. Like stress plays a big part on your health. And normally there will be physical signs that your body gives you to say that it is in a constant stress state. Like for me, myself, I think before I left to go to Australia, I was doing things, you know, I was just working flat out. And I personally think that the redness in my face, the rosacea that I had, like I wouldn't, I would get up in the morning and I wouldn't go to work without having BB cream on because I was not confident with my face because it was so red, it would be warm. Um, and I honestly think that that's a sign from my body saying, you're fucking too stressed. You, something needs to change here, mate. Um, and ever since I've been back from Australia, I mean, also the dairy thing, I think, um, you know, that's calmed down massively, but that's also because I'm taking action to try and minimize stress in my life and not putting so much pressure on myself. So I think in terms of this, like, and I, I know that we've spoken, you are, you know, um, kind of looking at other things, etc. about, you know, what's going on in your life and your lifestyle and your stresses. So obviously that is probably the first thing that I would 100% recommend, like 
when you you know are getting ill a lot etc like what's actually going on in your life what what is the lifestyle habits that you're following and behaviors like and have a think about that first and recognize that full stop first um i think it can be very easy when we've been ill for a long time to get caught in our own head to say oh you know i just feel like i'm not making any progress i'm not losing weight like my strength has like um you know completely gone and i think this you know it with you saying you know i'm um your mind's a bit lost and upset over your health and you need help to get back on track. So in the conversation we had on Zoom last night, I'm just going to do a quick like recap. It was about understanding the real reason behind why we do what we do, why we strength train, why we eat well, why we get our steps in, etc. And I, when I say the real reason behind it, it's not you got a weight loss goal. It's not you want to tone up. It's not that you want to fit into that little back dress. It's not that you want to get bikini body ready. The real reason behind why we are trying to create a healthy lifestyle with certain habits, like your workouts. The reason you work out is because you want to feel strong, is because you want to increase the longevity of your life, is because you want to make simple tasks outside of, you know, the gym or your workouts easier, like carrying the groceries from the car, like simply getting up and off your couch, like reaching for something in your cupboard. You want to put up being put into a bloody care home for as long as possible where someone's wiping your ass. And that is why you strength train because you want to feel strong. You want to be independent. You don't want to have all these aches and pains because, you know, you're not strength training and keeping, you know, your bones as strong as possible and maintaining muscle mass. Like that is why you strength train. Okay. In terms of movement, your steps, like, you know, I know we, a lot of people can place a lot of, um, uh, focus on, all right, steps for weight loss, steps for weight loss. Like, yes, of course, that is going to contribute to you being in a calorie deficit, but you're you're moving your body to literally stay mobile to reduce aches to reduce pains you know to um be able to get out and just like it, using that as also an avenue to clear your head and you know be in nature just for your general well-being okay so like being able to walk i think is a fucking privilege being able to work out is a bloody privilege like these are all privileges that we, i think sometimes we need to be a bit more grateful for so that we understand the real reason behind why we do them we well like yeah i know like people try and stick to a calorie deficit or you know eat well because they have a weight loss goal but really you're eating well because you want to feel good let's just sack off the bloody weight loss goal for the moment like for everyone okay you eat well because when you eat well it makes you feel good when you eat a ton of shit you feel like shit like that's the reality of it and no one wants to feel like shit all the time when you um you know eat enough protein you're eating enough protein so it supports the maintenance of muscles so ultimately you support staying strong okay you're eating fruits and vegetables and nutritious stuff because you don't want to be getting sick every freaking week okay you're you know supporting your immune system so that you you know if you do get sick your, your body is much stronger to fight off those sicknesses and then hopefully you're less likely to you know get sick your digestive system like eating well supports the digestive system so you're not freaking always constipated or you know you have like bowel problems etc like these are all the real reasons why we work out why we move our body via going for a walk or steps why we eat well they're the real reasons you're doing it okay like let's forget about like the surface level goals at the moment and they're the, they're the reasons that you need to remind yourself of why you have to get up and you have to show up for yourself. Now, I wanted to talk about that just because like 
at the moment like when you you know having some health problems and you feel like you've been knocked back it can be very easy to say oh I'm losing my progress you know blah blah like start thinking about the real reasons you're working out you're moving you're eating well it's it's your overall like improving longevity and you know your overall health and well-being yes those goals are important but your health is more important okay and I think that's something to remind yourself so in particular with this person, I would say we need to start small. Okay. So low hanging fruit that you can tick off that isn't going to cause you, you know, to be extremely tired, isn't going to cause you to have ext- place extreme stress on the body, isn't going to cause more stress, you know, to your body, but also like for you mentally, low hanging fruit, literally something as simple as getting getting your water intake back up. Like I know it seems small, but these things add up and it's more of the principle. If you can get your water intake back up and you're ticking that off, you're going to think, okay, right. I've been pretty good by water this week. I'm feeling confident. I can add something else into the mix whilst I like get back into the swing of things. Okay. Um, it can be simply like going for a daily walk, like not steps wise, just you know, I know you walk a lot with your work and you know, you do extremely long hours and shifts, but like you're walking at work, getting steps. Yes, that's great. But what about when you, you know, in the morning before you go to work, do you have five, 10 minutes to just go out for a walk outside and get some fresh air and have that five, 10 minutes to yourself? Do you know what I mean? Just to reflect on the past day or, you know, think about, okay, well, what do I want to do today? What, how do I want today to go? Or could you do it after work? Like that five or 10 minutes for yourself, um, can go a freaking long way. Um, and then I guess at the end of the day, we want to try and reduce as much stress as possible. I know that can be quite difficult when, you know, you're, you're working in a job that is high stress at the moment. Um, but that's why we need to, you know, control the stress outside of that job. And that is going to look like potentially, you know, taking things a step back, even though it feels like it's wrong, even though it feels like, you know, it's going to set you back a lot. Trust me, it's about meeting yourself with where you're at at the moment if you want to eventually move forward. Because the longer that you stay in your own head about this stuff um, and the longer that you put yourself down that you've, you know, fucking lost progress like over something that you couldn't control, okay? Like that is the reality of it. You need to show yourself more compassion and you need to cut yourself a break and think, okay, this is where I'm at now. Like, there's no point dwelling on the past with this stuff. Like, all of you ladies, like, you can't dwell on the past. You can't dwell on the fact, you know, you've been ill for a week and you've missed your workouts. Like, that shit's done, okay? That That's consuming energy of yours. That, it, that That's wasted. You need to look at the now and think, okay, like, this is my current situation Um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not very well. I, I, there's things that I need to improve, but what, what are these things? What do I need to do going forth to help me get back on track or to help me feel that little bit better? Um, and this is quite individual to a lot of you, but you know, minimizing that stress as much as possible is key here. Um, you know, taking that five or 10 minutes out a day for yourself, going for a bath and relaxing for five or 10 minutes. Um, you know, I used to watch when I, when I was pretty freaking stressed, um, I would watch Friends or, you know, watch an episode of Love Island. It sounds stupid. I know we can't all do that, but like things to take, take, um, take my stress off my mind. I would go for a walk and I would listen to this podcast of these two Aussie blokes that are absolutely hilarious and that would make me laugh. Um, 
just simple little things like that which you think don't make a big difference but honestly they really do um and I think it's more about taking that time out for yourself um which is super important and I guess in this case like you know don't don't do the workouts like forget about the workouts for the moment let's tick those low-hanging fruit off until you're feeling a bit a bit better and feeling a bit more in control of your decisions and the thing is we're ticking low-hanging fruit off like you know I know you might think oh it, you know what does that make a difference it's not necessarily the habit that I want that that's why I want you to do it it's you having the ability and feeling confident and being able to tick off a habit that is what's going to um build your confidence and like I guess give you that little bit of a motivational push to say look I was able to tick this habit off I think I'm ready to try another habit and bring it back into my routine like it's not necessarily the habit that I that's why I get you to do these low-hanging fruits it's the whole principle and the idea behind being able to tick something off so that you feel a bit proud of yourself and that you have you believe in yourself that you can tick habits off and that you can get back to that you know routine that you're in um but of course if you want to run through anything um just drop me a message on the app and um I'm more and happy to help right I just got a couple of questions um and then yeah that's it so is it okay to substitute next size by using the option yep 100% like you know obviously I create these programs for you and these workouts okay but at the end of the day like you don't you don't have to follow them to the exact t okay all I care about is that you move in your body all right um obviously you still want to follow a full body approach etc um but you can substitute the exercises out the thing is I don't want you substituting exercises out for easier exercise because it's hard because you're supposed to do these hard things <laughs> um but all, I'll put a little video in the group but all you have to do is like when you click your start workout um next to the exercise there's three dots click substitute and then you search for the exercise you'd like to substitute obviously if you're substituting things for like injury purposes or ability um ladies just chuck it in the group like if you when you get the program for the month and you have a look and you think oh I don't know if I can do this because x injury or you know I can't get my knee down whatever it is like any questions about those workouts and even as you're going through them like put it in the group ask me the questions about the training plan ask me questions about the workout ask me what alternative exercises you can do like that's what I'm here for and I'm happy to bloody um do it so make sure you're putting those type of questions in the group and I'll be happy to help Another question, I felt sick after my workout Saturday and this lasted until Sunday afternoon. Not sure if I had a bit of a bug, perhaps it was dehydration. Just wanted to flag this as you may advise. This is like a needle in a bloody haystack if I'm being completely honest with you. Like it it literally could be a number of reasons. Obviously, like if you were getting sick after every single workout, which sounds really weird and I actually wouldn't know the reason behind it, that'd be strange. Um, it could have been a bug, who knows? Um, but the thing is that like it could be dehydration it, it literally could be anything my probably my advice with this would be like um if you do this workout again um and you feel the same way just let me know or let me know if there's particular exercises that did I didn't feel right or made you feel sick etc so keep me posted about this one I'm sorry I can't really give you a like a proper answer because it's literally a needle in the haystack um but obviously if it's something that keeps happening then yeah definitely let me know we'll have to like I don't know try and figure it out together okay um another question why do I struggle to make time to go to the gym for a 45 minute workout but I'm quite happy to read my book for an hour is it enjoyment priorities guilt of being out of the house I just can't quite work it out 
All right. So like personally, this is my opinion. A 45 minute workout at a gym isn't 45 minutes. Okay. You've got to get to the gym. You've got to get back. You're set up, et cetera. So in my eyes, like even for me, like on like today or tomorrow, like I don't have loads of time. So the idea of like, yeah, my walk- workouts might only be 40 minutes. It's going to be a two hour trip. Okay. And I don't have time for that. But also think about it, right? Working out is hard. Like it's mentally and physically hard. Sitting and reading your book is not hard. And I'm not saying that as in a bad way, but like I would much rather sit and watch Love Island and relax um, on the couch, you know, chilling out than think about and going and doing a gym workout at potentially 6 p.m. at night. Like I am not keen on doing a 6 p.m. session in the evening when I could just sit there, chill out and watch Love Island. But it is because it's hard and it, it you have to mentally and physically get yourself there. Like that is why. And it's completely normal. It's not something to like um, feel bad about because we all go through it. Like that's just a normal part of life. And that's why we don't rely on motivation to get our shit done. We show up for shit because, you know, we remind ourselves of why we do what we do. And often that is going to be the reason why you do get yourself there. And it's okay to have those nights where you just want to read your book. Like, there's no freaking harm in it. It's your life. It's your routine. You get to make it however the frick you want it. Um, but just know that the reason, and this, that's my opinion, why like, you know, you struggle to make time is because it's harder and it takes a lot more out of you to actually get to the gym and do a workout than it does to sit on your couch and read a book. But as you know, you got to do the shit um, even when you don't want to. Right. Lastly, do you think my goals are realistic? Nine stone five for May ahead um, for May going by my recent check-ins. Okay, so for this particular question, okay, first of all, I just checked the app. There's no current like weight in the app. I couldn't see. So I, I like I just need a few more bits of information from you. So um, I'll, yeah, if you can give me these bits of information, then I can have a look and give you a bit better of an answer. Um, I like no coach can ever say you will 100% lose this amount of weight by this time. Like any coach who says that is a joke because there's so many things that impact how adherent you are to your deficit and to the habits you set out. Okay. So like adherency is going to be the biggest um, uh, influencer on whether or not you're able to lose a certain amount of weight by a certain amount of time. Okay. Uh, And obviously we have loads of different factors. The, uh, The only thing that you can really focus on is sticking to your calorie deficit average over the week. As long as you're sticking to your calorie deficit average over the week, you will be on the right path to losing that weight. Okay. Getting those steps in is ultimately going to support you staying in the calorie deficit and possibly creating a bigger one. And then ultimately your weight training is going to help you build muscle, feel stronger, but tone up and look and feel firmer as well. So what I would say in terms of this person, update your current weight in the app. I also had a look at like to see, cause I know you've been tracking Well, you said you've been tracking, I think, but I can't see that it's like, coming through on the app so if you can let me know if you're tracking with my fitness pal or what's going on that way I can um have a look at that and give you like a little bit more of an idea um but ultimately if you're sticking to your weekly average calorie target so 1500 times seven I think what's that is that 3500 I'm really bad at maths okay so you know over the course of the week 1500 times seven 
pretend oh, I'm so horrendous at maths. Hey, let me just quickly calculate that for you. Um, sorry, what is it? 1500 times seven. Okay, so over the course of the week, as long as you're sticking to, you know, 10,500 calories, like per week, then you're going to be, you know, on the right path to achieving that type of weight loss goal. Okay. Um, you know, obviously going over your calories isn't the be all or end all. You'll still be in a deficit, but just remember the further you are away from the 1500 calories a day or 10,500 calories a week, the smaller the deficit, the slower the progress. So just remind yourself of that. Um, but yeah, update your weight in the app and then um, just let me know about like the tracking side of things in terms of whether you're doing it on MyFitnessPal or you're doing NutriCheck, I can't quite remember. And um, I can absolutely have a look at your nutrition side of things there. Um, but yeah, I think that's it really. Right, any questions, let me know. Um, of course, yeah, drop them in the WhatsApp group. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll talk to you soon.